pray now that you would bless the proclamation of this word, bless the preparation of this word. May you be glorified. May your people be blessed as we celebrate this season, knowing that Jesus is the reason for the season, this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to turn with me once again to Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 16 and following. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I want to preach from the subject this morning. Oh, come, let us adore him. Would you say that with me? Oh, come, let us adore him. This is a great time of year, just a few days away from Christmas, um, this last Sunday before Christmas, before the day we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And what a wonderful reminder this is to all come, let us adore him. The world is frantic, they are confused, but Christians ought to be adoring him for who he is, what he's done, and what he's going to do. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 28, tells the story of how an angel appeared to the shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night, telling them Jesus Christ, the Savior, had been born in the city of David. This angel invades their lives, invades their territory, and tells them that Jesus, the Savior, the long-awaited Messiah, has been born in the city of David, that is Bethlehem. The angel said, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And so after being serenaded by a heavenly host, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men, the shepherds made their way to Bethlehem. And what a trip that must have been after hearing all of that rejoicing and all of that praising, they made their way to Bethlehem. Now, what happens next models four four ways we should adore Jesus. To adore him means to love him, to worship him, to hold him in highest, in the highest esteem, to respect him and to be passionate about him above and beyond anyone else and anything else. That's what it means to adore him. We love him. We worship him. We hold him in high esteem above and beyond anything else and anyone else. Verse 15 states, so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And in verse 16, they follow up and verse 16 follows up and they came with haste. That means they came without hesitation. They came with haste. That means that they made this trip a 
priority. They came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. First, we find in the text that there is adoration through investigation. Adoration through investigation. The shepherds modeled adoration. They modeled reverential awe for Jesus by traveling to Bethlehem to investigate or to see him for themselves. They had been told by the angels where to find Jesus, but they wanted to investigate. They wanted to see him for themselves. They they heard the heavenly host sing a proclaim in verse 14, glory to God in the highest. They heard the, the angelic host proclaim on earth. Peace, they heard them proclaim, and goodwill towards men, but that was not enough. They had to investigate for themselves. They were not content to ride the coattails of of angelic praise. They had to see Jesus for themselves. All that men and women, boys and girls, would come and adore him today, this season, Through investigation, I can only imagine how these shepherds, these poor, these lonely, these downcast and even despised members of society felt as they investigated the joy of their salvation. Had they stayed home, they would have missed the mark. Had they stayed away, they would have lost out on the blessing. Had they remained stuck on life as usual, they would have denied themselves the joy of meeting the babe of Bethlehem. Oh, may this Christmas be a time of adoration through investigation for us as we go deeper in our worship, deeper in our prayer lives, deeper in our fellowship, deeper in our acts of love and kindness and mercy and grace, all because we investigate him and we find at a deeper level that's who he is, that's what he, we should be about as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Second, there was adoration through proclamation. Adoration through Proclamation, verse 17 reveals, now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child, which was the essence of their proclamation. Go back to verses 10 and 11. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for All people, verse 11, for there is born to you this day, not tomorrow, this day, not next week, this day, not next month, not next year, but today, this day, right now, as we speak in the city of David, the holy city, the city the prophet spoke about hundreds of years ago, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That is the proclamation. They didn't have to make it up. They got the proclamation directly from the angel 
of the Lord. That's the proclamation. That's the declaration. That's the assertion. That's the announcement. That's the advertisement. The shepherds proclaim an unchanging word for a changing world. And they did it with vigor, vitality, and vision. Our charge, our challenge, and for some of us, our change is to become participants in the process of adoration through proclamation, to participate in loving him, to participate in holding him in high esteem by proclaiming the message. The message is clear. The message is concise. The message is uh, conclusive. The message of the angel, the message of the shepherds, your message and my message for all the people is do not fear. You know what's happen all, happening all around you, but do not fear. You understand the politics of Washington and, and, and the White House, but do not fear. You hear of the devastation in, in lands. You hear of crime and violence in the street. You hear of economy, an economy that fluctuates, but do not fear. We have good news to tell you. The news is about Jesus Christ, our Savior, who was born in Bethlehem, 2,000 years ago, laid in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn so that black people and white people and red people and yellow people and rich people and poor people, all people can be brought into a right relationship with God through the Father. So tell the story. Tell it everywhere you go. Tell of the goodness of Jesus. Tell of the grace of Jesus. Tell of the mercy of Jesus. Tell of his life, his death, his burial, and his coming back again. Tell it everywhere you go. That's adoration through proclamation. We show, we demonstrate, we model that we love him when we proclaim him to the people. But third, there was adoration through meditation. Verse 19 states, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. That's adoration through meditation. I've been blessed to preach and pastor God's people now for more than 37 years. And I've learned a lot of things. I've learned a lot of lessons. I've, I've studied people and I still study people. Um, but here's one lesson I've learned about people. Some people are extra, extroverts, meaning that they have outgoing personalities. And we see extroverts in the church. They are outgoing people. They are lively people. They are live wires. They, they are involved in the process. Extroverts enjoy honoring God with extensive verbalization. That is, extroverts love to talk. Extroverts have a lot to say, a lot of good 
and helpful things to say. Extroverts have a lot of positive things to say, and they never seem to be at a loss for words. In fact, you will know the extroverts in, in Bible study because they are the ones sitting on the ends of their seats smiling, can't wait to get a word in the discussion. That's an extrovert. Yet on the other hand, some people are introverts. They are shy, reserved, and, and laid back. They're the kind of people in Bible study, oftentimes you, you, you see them and they are kind of shrinking down in their seats saying, please, please, please don't call on me. Christians who are introverted enjoy honoring God with extensive contemplation. That means they honor God by thinking deeply. They may not say a whole lot, but they are thinking deeply. They are deep thinkers. They are reflective and meditative people. They may not say much, but when they do speak, it's time to listen because normally they have something rich, reliable, and relevant to say. Introverts usually don't talk just to be talking. And when they do speak, it's time to listen because they have something important to say. Apparently, that's where Mary was. She stood in reverential awe of Jesus, the Bible says, pondering in her heart the awesomeness of who he was, meditating on his incarnation, that is, he's God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, meditating on his incarnation, but also contemplating on his manifestation, that is, he's Jesus who will save his people from their sins, who will save us from our sins. She's pondering in her heart the awesomeness who he is, meditating on his incarnation, contemplating on his manifestation, but also deliberating on his personification. That is, he is righteous, elevated to the highest power. And so Mary is there pondering all these things and much, much more in her heart about Jesus her newborn babe, the Savior of the world. Christmas reminds us in the midst of the hustle and the bustle and the shopping and all of the things that, that we do and that are going on around us, this, this reminds us to adore Jesus by pausing and spending quality time with him and meditating on who he is. We live in a high-tech, fast-paced, computerized society and world that's changing all the time, a world where we can push a button and send a message all the way around the world in a matter of, of minutes. Yet one of the most overlooked and underrated means of honoring Jesus is taking time 
each day to meditate on him. Time spent alone with him, pondering in our hearts his power, his peace, his perspective, his presence, and his prerogative honors him. To stop long enough, put the world on pause, disengage, disembark, dismount long enough to hear his voice, feel his presence, and experience his guidance is honoring him. That's adoration through meditation. That's saying to Jesus, there's no more, no one more important to you than you. There's nothing more significant than you. There's no one I hold in higher esteem than you. You are my all and all. Fourth, there was adoration through celebration. Notice verse 20. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. What a celebration, a praise that must have been when the shepherds left Bethlehem. I can imagine them singing and shouting all the way home. Not only had the shepherds heard, about Jesus, now they had seen him, witnessed him, and experienced him for themselves. This was no religious hype. This was no spiritual propaganda. This was no theological hocus pocus and magic or jam session or jive session. This was real, unadulterated, glorified, and praising God out of a genuine encounter with Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. This was adoration through genuine celebration. There was no fluff, no phonies, no fakery, no fraudulence, only genuine, authentic, Adoration through celebration. That's what Christmas is all about. Frosty, Rudolph, mistletoe, gifts under the tree, I'll be home for Christmas, all have a place. But the place for Jesus, the babe of Bethlehem, the place for Jesus, the Savior of the world, the place for Jesus, the Messiah, the place for Jesus, the incarnate word, the place for Jesus, the word made flesh and dwells among us even today, the place for Jesus, the wonderful counselor, the place for Jesus, our Prince of Peace, the place for Jesus, our mighty God, deserves our highest Adoration. 18th century, 18th century hymn, Latin hymn captures the imagery of adoring Jesus with these words. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem, come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, 
Oh, come. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ, our Christ, our Christ, our Christ, the Lord. Come, let us adore him. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much.